0: money let's talk money
1: i don't have your money
0: i know i'd be a lot happier with some extra cash
1: is this about money
0: obviously this is all about money oh man we got bills to pay buddy (laughs) with practical tips and a focus
1: on scripture let's talk money with dave and reb from more than enough real conversations about money for real people
0: let's talk money Are you ready to talk money, Reb?
1: I'm ready to talk money.
0: It's just you and I again in the show. And of course, all of you who are listening thank you for joining us today's show is sponsored by more than enough Mm -hmm. um and uh that is uh the financial coaching company that reb and i uh run together with all of the wonderful people who help us do that um we may be at the you know the point of the spear but boy there's an awful lot of beautiful wonderful people Mm -hmm. that uh that are on the journey with us here at more than enough so uh, thank you to you for listening, mm-hmm. to the people that are on the journey with us at More Than Enough. And uh, wow, let's talk money, Reb.
1: I know. Today is just a fun show because I just get to ask Dave questions and he's mm-hmm. going to answer based on your questions. Mm-hmm. So at our office, our lovely Debbie uh, calls calls you if you're a client, mortgage client of ours, and every year we'll ask you how you're doing ask you a few questions, and ask, do you have any questions for the podcast? So, I pulled out a few of those from the last few months, and I'm going to talk to Dave, and he's going to give us his ideas about those answers. But before we do that, I want to read from James 1, because I was thinking about James writing uh, to the church and saying You know, when you need wisdom, all you have to do is ask, Mm -hmm. because God just gives it abundant, gives abundantly, um, without without, um, favor. Mm -hmm. He just gives wisdom. And we just have to believe that we'll receive it. So, I went to the message um, kind of translation, or uh, however, that Eugene Peterson wrote. And um, I was actually, when I read the verses, I was thinking about last week's show as well. So, Mm -hmm. if you tuned into last week's show, these are very applicable. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely, and that might include financial pressure, just saying that's Reb's addition there. Let it do its work so you can become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. If you don't know what you're doing, Pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get His help and won't be condescended to when you ask for it. Ask boldly, believingly, without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. Don't think you're going to get anything from the Master that way. Adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. Mm-hmm. It's a really, you can go and read it in any other translation as well, but I just like some of the I, the words Eugene Peterson uses. Um, you know what, if you don't know what you're doing, ask God for help. So this is what, primarily is the source of our mm-hmm. wisdom. And um, I'm going to ask Dave some of the questions you asked, um, but we know that- I
0: mean, I'm going to ask the Lord <laughs> I know. to give some wisdom to this. You know?
1: Right, because I mm. mean, honestly, this has been a journey where mm. we we haven't known a lot, and the Lord has had to teach us along the way, and some really wise people come alongside of us and help us. So, And we're hoping that we can offer that wisdom to you, so.
0: Yeah and and uh you know this is one of the reasons why we so often read a scripture when we uh, enter the podcast is is that uh, you know to be honest uh, I'm not really that smart and those of you that know me personally know that I'm not really that smart but as we look at the lord and as we surround ourselves with with godly people or with people that are um that that are uh, experts in in different things we can we can pick that up and we can say, okay, this is in fact um, you know a word from the Lord, a wisdom from the Lord. Uh, and then we can again, the challenge always is in our world to apply that and right. say how do we how do we take that knowledge uh, and apply it to our life and it becomes wisdom?
1: well and of course you know one of the first questions we were going to start with is insurance right. and coverage and why is it important to have life insurance specifically um, and of course you know you can't go to the Bible or the dictionary or any you mm-hmm. know and say or you know the Bible's encyclopedia and say, where does God talk about life insurance? Because um, if we look at it in context of what Jesus said, we might not get life mm-hmm, insurance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, it is an option in our culture, and we are going to talk about that for a few minutes.
0: Sure. So uh, a couple things to set the stage. So we've done a couple podcasts on wills, which I think is really important. It kind of falls mm-hmm. a little bit into this. Should I have a will? Should I not have a will? Um, my definitive y- yes, yes, Need to have a will. Um, and so go back to the podcast, listen to that. We have some excellent. Uh, I'm going to put that,
1: that in the show notes sure. because last summer we had my girlfriend on yeah. uh, um, who didn't have a will and it caused some problems.
0: Yeah. And so, and, and, uh, in her yeah, I mean, again, but we won't, we won't, we were talking about insurance yes. and, and insurance, again, some framework there is insurance, the entire industry is based on fear and the unknown, right? What if you have a car accident? What if your house burns down? What if you uh, fall off the roof and break a leg? What if you fall off the roof and pass away? So a lot of the what ifs. So again, difficult conversations to have because there's an awful lot of fear wrapped around the what if. Uh, And so this is where we can bring our our, our relationship with the Lord and say, yes, absolutely, I'm going to trust the Lord for my health, for my safety, all of those things. And I can personally say the number of times that I have I should be dead is not on one hand, but I think on two hands, I might be able to count them up on two hands. And that is just grace from God to keep me here and alive on this earth. He obviously has said, you're staying here for for a little longer, Dave. When we talk about insurance, recognize that that is the, the, the perspective that this conversation revolves around. What if and the unknown? And that does create a lot of fear. Now, here's our simple rule of thumb, because we can we can really frame this around the now, the things that we do know. So when we're talking about insurance, there, um, uh, first of all, we want to address the if you pass away. So we're going to talk about life insurance. And, and again, we got house insurance, we got mm-hmm. car insurance. There's a
1: lot of insurances. And,
0: and we don't have a choice with house insurance and car insurance. No.
1: If you, you want, own a
0: house and you have a mortgage, you need car insurance. So
1: just, not car insur- house sorry, insurance, house insurance. <laughs> so just, just to clarify for anyone who's not a homeowner, when you come to get a mortgage or go to a bank to get a mortgage, that's a requirement.
0: Requirement. It, yeah. Right. Then, just like when you buy a car, it is a requirement that you have car insurance. Right. And, and there's some wisdom there. Yeah. If, if you, again, if you have an accident and you are at fault, let's say it's in a car and you are at fault, and the other person passes away. Well, there's a liability there. There's, there. Now you could get sued, and that's what your insurance company will will compensate the other people for the mistake that you had. That's why we call them accidents. So, you know, again, just recognizing that there is some wisdom inherent, even though we have to have house insurance. We have, if again, it, there's some wisdom, even if you don't have a mortgage, and you think, well, if the house burnt down, do I have enough money to replace, to 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 move to another place? Do I have enough money to rebuild? Um, we call that self insurance. If the answer is yes, then you have enough self insurance. Uh, you have enough yourself to cover the insurance then you don't need somebody else to do it and pay a premium for them to do it again you can self-insure so you know again just kind of really keeping it simple when there is some insurance you don't have a choice when it comes to life insurance and disability insurance. You always have a choice. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody can really force you to have life insurance or disability insurance unless you're in, uh, I will caveat that, unless you're in a specific trade. Uh, there are there are some uh, some jobs that will say you need to have life insurance if you do this job. So anyways, mm-hmm. we won't go there. The, the vast majority of us have the choice of how much. And, and our rule of thumb around life and disability insurance is simply this. If you, one, if you were to pass away, what would happen to your debt? What would happen with your funeral? And what would happen with the surviving family members? Right? So how are those three areas going to be affected? So, you know, our uh, you know, our rule is is that if you have debt, have enough life insurance to cover all of your debt so that you don't leave Those who, when you leave this earth, there's people that are left behind and you are going to leave them either positive or negative, right? You're gonna leave them some debt. Well, that's not very great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you're going to leave them zero debt and maybe an extra amount of money. And we'll talk about that in in the third one. So number one, take care of all your debt. Cover off all your debt with your life insurance. If you have a mortgage of 300,000, make sure you have at least 300,000 uh, to cover the mortgage. If you've got more debt on top of that, make sure you do that. Number two, Make sure you have enough uh include the 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 cost of a funeral in your uh life insurance policy. Um you can do that outside, you could pay for it ahead of time. There's lots of of mechanisms there, but ask yourself the question, if I were to die, is there money to cover the funeral? Yes or no. Uh if not, let's create a plan and life insurance can be one of those ways to cover that. And that's, number 3 is is uh, again just going to the And so anything else, if you're married, so Rebecca and I are married, um, you know, I'm gonna, I ask Rebecca, so how long right now, if I were to pass away, would you need to get your kind of house back in order? So go through some grieving that might take two years, And then maybe there's some things that you want to change after two years and you have, so maybe you say, well, I'd like to keep the standard of living that I'm living now for three years okay, well then Rebecca, we've paid off the mortgage with the, the life insurance. Um, You've know, we've paid for the funeral with the life insurance. And now we're just gonna look at our expenses, our annual expenses minus those things and say, okay, Rebecca, um, we need an extra $50,000 for the next three years, so 150. So there we go. So that we can just easily add those three things up and then you go. That's the minimum life insurance. If you want to go higher, or if you know, you say, "Well, we'd really like to leave some money to the kids. <laughs> uh,
1: you know,
0: if Dad passes away, then we'll leave some money for the kids." Then you can add that in, and then you balance that out against the premium. Then you go shopping and you say, "I want life insurance for, you know, five hundred thousand dollars. It covers those three things." And now uh, I really want to see what the best deal I can get in terms of the life insurance. And there are lots of insurance companies, so no worries
1: that way. So I, I guess I'm going to just add you a question that I, I think we've talked about before, and mm-hmm. I alluded to at the beginning. What do you do in light of how Jesus lives? Like We have these privileges mm-hmm. to have insurance. There are a lot of places in the world that people just can't afford it. Like, like and, Well, there are people in Canada <laughs> that can't afford life insurance, right? And, and we're hearing more of those stories uh, anyway what do you do? Like, how is, is this wisdom? Is this just, you know, Mm -hmm. are, you know, is that, is there a way to kind of gauge it within if a person's listening and thinking, man, am I driven by fear here? And, and the reason I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. it is um, Serena and I recently went to Niagara, went to the Shaw festival and saw the the Prince Caspian play Mm -hmm. um, based on the story by C.S. Lewis. And I mean, in the book and on, on stage, Aslan, the Christ figure, goes to Susan, one of the children, and says, Susan, Susan, you have been making decisions based on fear. Mm -hmm. And then he breathes on her and says, now, brave one, do you have more courage to to face what's coming? And she says, I think so. But it really struck me when that line popped up in the story. And Mm -hmm. is there, you know... We don't want life insurance because we're afraid
0: no, and that's that is the challenge that's why I started with that framework to go you know we'll have to kind of step into that conversation around insurance and and really check yourself uh, am i am I making these decisions based on fear um, and that's again that's that's why we, we kind of have those three things. these are really hard, kind of technical things that. You know, we don't want to leave uh, uh, a a legacy of debt. If I was to pass away, I want to make sure if, if it's at all possible to me, if I pass away uh, unexpectedly, right? It's an accident. It's insurance. If I pass away unexpectedly, then I want to make sure you're cared for. Because so, it is an extension of my love for you, not an extension of my fear of dying.
1: Right. And then because we have... Flexibility in our spending plan and our our mm-hmm. budgets for some people call them, then we can we can make those choices. But here's another thought I have. You know, in 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 the stories of Scripture, we see the direction of the church, um, the admonition for leaders to take care of the widows who don't have family. Mm-hmm. Um, if if a widow has a family, right. then Let the family take care of them, right? right? If they don't have a family, and I remember a story within the last 25 years of a homeschooling mom, husband died, and their church decided, I can't remember which church it was, but it was in Ontario somewhere. The church decided to support this lady so that she could stay homeschooling her kids and and raise them. And I thought, you know, here is that, that, that direction of the Lord to be in community. In Acts, it says, so that everyone shares everything in common. And I'm like, if if it was a perfect world, and we as the church were doing it really well, I don't even know how you do that, but, but then we wouldn't have to worry about, well, if he dies and I don't have insurance, I know that I'm a part of a community that's going to make sure my needs are met. And I think that's, that's where we well, have a lot of work to do maybe.
0: And, and I, and I think, you know, again, when we talked a little bit about first world, third world, um, you know, in the third world, there aren't any insurance companies. And, and to be honest, that's because people can't afford insurance. But there's community and people care for each other, and, and and there's generosity that happens, and we see that I would say much freely in a third world situation than we do in the first. But world. I
1: mean, I don't. I mean, we don't know that for sure. Well, I'm sure. There's, I've,
0: that's, okay, I'm talking from my experience, right? What so,
1: you've yeah, experienced what when experienced, you've yeah. yes. Because I'm sure there are places that don't people who don't have community who aren't but i mean i it's just an interesting thought, and I throw that out there because I think that's one of the reasons Jesus says we don't have to worry Rebecca about
0: the idealist you've just heard I Rebecca know. the idealist i know and i absolutely i mean yes that is that is you well know, we all live in community, we share uh and there's no need for insurance companies because again there's no fear. If something were to happen to you, then I know. Oh, this person or that person or my, you know, in, in biblical terms, my brother would take you into his family. Right? <laughs> I and don't want to marry your brother, yeah, but yeah.
1: anyway, um, that's th- th- just a little side. Anyway, it's n- I'm not saying that you can't shouldn't have insurance. I'm not saying, but it's no. we're just kind of throwing out these ideas. And I love the context with which you give because we do have it available to us. But on the other hand, if you don't have cash to get insurance. Um, Hopefully we are part of communities that that will help us on the journey. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yes, the idealist in me. I, I'm not <laughs> sure I'm not sure how to be that for others either, actually. Anyway, that's another story. So, okay, we got other questions. Okay. Do you want to go with a credit card question? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So the other question was, there's so many different credit cards. Mm-hmm. There's points and rewards. Do you use a credit card for the benefits of the reward system? Right. Now, I, saying this, we just have a Costco card. And um, I just got my rebate check so we can... Mm -hmm. Go to Costco and...
0: Pay for our Costco membership. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Pretty much.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, Let's again, start with some framework just to put it on, uh, you know, on on a framework that is a credit card is a tool. And Mm so, um, you know, using the metaphor, uh, you know, there's Black & Decker, there's Milwaukee, there's Royobi, there's... Okay. So if you walk through a hardware store... You're going to see uh, the tool section of a hardware store. Right. You're going to see all kinds of different brands of tools. And those tools are all saying, we do the same thing, but we have different benefits. And so, you know, oh, this brand has a longer battery life and this one has more power and this. And again, if you don't have to look too far to see there's all these <laughs> comparisons between which tool is the best right. and and again, you will have people very passionate about their Milwaukee tools or their Ryobi tools or their uh, WALTZ tools, right? So, you know, people are really passionate because that's the tool that they, are, you know, they are. I grew up, and, and it, this is why I frame it this way, because I grew up in an automotive world where the right tool and the right quality of tool was really important for me doing my job. I didn't want, I needed to trust that tool. I needed to make sure it was going to do what it said it was going to do. I didn't want it breaking all the time. There are lots of things. So when I bought tools, then I, there were certain tools that I would buy from this brand and this brand. And, and so, you know, credit card is a tool. And so what we, uh, what we can, if we frame it that way, then we can say, okay, so what do I want the tool to do? Uh, do I want to get points? Is that important to me? Well, then I'm going to get like a, a travel credit card. That's going to have the, the travel points. Or, uh, do I want to get discount on my gas? Well, then maybe I'm going to get a, a, a card that gives me a discount on the gas. Um, Do I want to pay for, uh, you know, one of the credit card companies you could buy groceries directly from? And so you say, okay, well, every time I buy groceries, I'm collecting the points and I get to buy more groceries. Is that important to me? So when you are shopping for a credit card, think of it like a tool. What do you want the tool to do? And if you want to get money back, cash back, there's lots of credit cards that will give you cash back. If you want to get points... Then get the points. Couple little caveats before you jump in,
1: because you know? <laughs> I'm like, are we promoting credit cards? No,
0: we're not. We're not at all. <laughs> I should have put that uh, uh, up front in the framework. <laughs> but here's the deal: the the credit card is a tool, and um, you know, to kind of take that little side, how we use the tool is really, really, really important. Yeah. And and Rebecca, you and I have used this metaphor many times uh, as people ask us about the credit card, uh, chainsaw, chainsaw Chainsaw metaphor. Yeah. So uh, you know when we, if we were to compare the tool of a credit card with the tool of a chainsaw, here's how they compare. The tool of a credit card allows you to buy things very convenient. The chainsaw allows you to cut a tree down in record time and do an amazing amount of work when compared to say a regular saw. So great tools have benefits. Chainsaw is very dangerous. Um, you know, you do need some training, you need to wear some special equipment. Um, you know, we, we, we wanna be careful when we're using it uh, so that we don't hurt ourselves, we don't hurt the people around us. We also, when we use the chainsaw, there is the possibility that the tree could fall on us. So we need mm-hmm. to have our environment and how this is going to affect our environment. Same exact things with a credit card. Credit card can be used appropriately in a, in a way that that actually allows you to conveniently buy stuff um, if you pay it back on a regular basis. And again, we advocate paying it back every week, getting that balance down to zero every week so that it doesn't get away from you. Um, uh, if you want to you know, take advantage of the points, that's awesome. Please use the points. Uh, There's all kinds of statistics on the number of benefits that people have paid for that they don't get the reimbursement for. Well, then don't pay for a credit card where you're not actually going to use the points. So use the points or the cash back or whatever that is. Um, The other thing is, is that when with a credit card, when we focus on the fact that I am going to get money back or points back, it actually psychologically affects the things around us. And we then use that as a justification to purchase something that we can't afford. And so we'll say, Oh, you know what? I'll put it on the credit card because I get the points back and I'll figure out how to pay for it later. And really deep down in our own minds and hearts, we know we have no idea how we're going to pay this back. Like we have no idea, but so the credit card is a tool that yes, on the one hand is convenient and allows us to 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 function in our world here in north america it also has a very dangerous side much the same as as a chainsaw where you can find yourself in a place where you're you're seriously disabled right
1: so. yes so would you recommend people just have one
0: that's all anybody really needs and and i would say just from a a, a uh, maybe a little side one credit card for personal if you're in business and you have business one credit card for business Um, again it's a tool you know we have one credit card that we only put the groceries on that is how we manage our grocery budget so that's all we we put it on we have another credit card that we use for other things so the reality is is how you use the tool but you only need one credit card from a credit perspective. And most people only really need one credit card for their convenience perspective.
1: What about that? Um, they had it in the States before we did. It's the debit credit. Yeah. What is that? We have them here now. So,
0: yeah, Interact uh, or Debit Visa, uh, more and more popular, um, allow for a lot of online. And and, uh, again, because now we've moved to TAP and we've moved to some of these other um, methods of payment, uh, you can function much better with a debit visa than you could even three or four years ago. So there are some situations where the debit visa is not accepted. Uh, and so finding another form of payment.
1: So does that mean you're putting money on that debit visa? Like you have to, you do that in advance, right? Or how does it's that It's mostly
0: used in, in the online uh, where you can't use your debit card. Okay. Right. So, okay. um, you know, in online, um, before, not that long ago, you, you know, if you wanted to use your debit or connect your bank account, you could use a service like PayPal and PayPal would, you know, people accept PayPal for online purchases. You could connect that directly to your bank account or you had to use a credit card uh, because that was the method of payment. Um, now, there are lots more options uh, and the Visa debit is one of them that directly connects to your um, to your bank account, but functions uh, uh, for the for the um,
1: purposes, yeah,
0: for the purposes as a credit card for the the supplier for the okay. person you're buying for.
1: Well, I the, I'm thinking of what we have talked about, and mm-hmm. we're coming to the end of the show, and we have a couple more questions, but we're not going to get to them today. Okay. But so we'll have to leave them for a different show. But is um, I wrote an article a number of years ago, and we talk about it in the financial fitness seminar. It hurts to pay with cash, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there is a just have that warning like on a. You know, some things are dangerous, and if you're not good with a credit card, there's no shame in it. Mm-hmm. Just admit it, mm-hmm. and then um, you know you can call us or listen to the financial fitness seminar on our YouTube channel. I'll have it in the show notes. You know, there are ways that that you need to function without a credit card, mm-hmm. and um, and there we could we can spend a whole show talking about why you shouldn't use one and lean on a credit card or mm. lean on your credit card uh, credit line for help in your finances, but, um, it hurts when we pay with cash, mm-hmm. literally it physically registers mm-hmm. in our brains in the, in the pain center. Mm-hmm. But when we use credit cards, we don't feel a thing. Right. And sometimes we just have to feel something so that we recognize that yeah. they're, yeah. that we have to pay it back. Yeah. So pay
0: attention to it. Yeah. Know, again, that's the convenience of credit. We didn't really talk about that, but yeah, it's a significant <laughs> Caution, yes. It's part of the tool that uh, gets us in trouble.
1: And I'm going to have that in the show notes, so why don't you pray at the end?
0: Lord, uh, just give us wisdom. We started by uh, just hearing the words of James that say, when we come to you, you generously give us wisdom. So that's my simple prayer today is is whether it's insurance, whether it's credit cards, whether it's questions that, uh, that people may have, may we simply come to you and listen to you and hear what you say about these things. And you are so generous and giving the wisdom because of your great love for us mm-hmm. and we thank you in christ's name amen
1: amen well that covered Good. a show those Excellent. two questions yeah yeah
0: so join us uh, i mean uh, i was just gonna say um you know where to get the the previous shows we've done on um uh, more than enough dot ca and not mine dot ca mm-hmm. and of course your podcasting platform and join us next week when we talk money